Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. There's one thing you can't help but notice when you arrive in Malahide. And again, I, I saw it early this morning when I got here. It's the abundance of pubs and restaurants and coffee shops uh, all across the village. And even from early in the morning right up to now at lunchtime, there's a real buzz about the place. And it's it's not just tourists. It's um, just a real hive of activity with, with locals as well. And it's, it's great to see. So I want to get a sense and a flavour of what the tourism industry is like in the locality. So we have a panel of, um, well, stakeholders, if you want to call it that, but business people with us here in Gibneys today. Tony Gibney from Gibneys Pub. Tony, good afternoon. Thanks for... How are you all? Yeah, brilliant. Welcome to Malahide. Thanks very much for, for having us. And I know you have uh, burgers and hot dogs in front of us there too for your yeah. hospitality this afternoon. Um, Oliver Dunn, who's the owner of the restaurants Bon Appetit and the Ribeye Steakhouse 2 in Malahide. Great to see you, Oliver. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us. And uh, Declan Power, who's a Senior Executive Officer for Tourism Development with Fingal County Council. Declan, thanks for your time. Thanks, Andrea. Lovely to be here. Listen, talk to us, I suppose, about the strategy, you know, from, from the council's perspective. Like, tourism is a, it's a huge part of the area, sure. uh, the business, you know, the, 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 whole, the whole offering, I suppose, in Malahide and North County Dublin. Absolutely. I mean, tourism for Fingal is a huge economic driver. It's important to uh, the council, it's important to the community, it's important to everybody. And uh, we're just in the process at the moment, actually, of finalising our tourism strategy for the next, uh, till 2029, I beg your pardon. Um, and we're lucky in that we're blessed in Fingal with, you know, a bunch of natural assets. You know, we've got our natural amenities. We've got nearly 90 kilometres of coastline, uh, of which obviously Malahide sits proudly and is one of the one of the jewels along. Um, you know, we've got a great history of uh, culture and heritage. You know, we've got uh, visitor attractions uh, from the coast right across to the Liffey. You know, mm. I think a lot of people maybe. Uh, not aware, you know, that Fingal really goes from all the way North County Dublin, right, up to, you know, uh, up to the Nall, um, sweeps down to, to really the M50 across the Holt and then across on the other side to the Liffey, to uh, the Liffey Valley. So, you know, we're, we are really blessed, as I say, we've got those natural amenities, those things that you would, everybody would be familiar with. You know, we've got beaches, we've got uh, marinas, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But as I say, culture and heritage and also great offerings in terms of leisure and recreation. Yeah. You know, and obviously two fine exponents here today of, uh, you know, the great food and hospitality that we have, um, as well as a number of events. You know, we've just finished a a massive series of events in Malahide. Malahide Castle. It was up there yesterday and it's it's just, it's a spectacular venue. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fabulous. I mean, 800 years of history there with the Talbot family, you know, but also been, uh, beg your pardon, I suppose, modernised in the last number of years into a a true... um, tourist attraction yeah. uh, you know you've got house tours you've got the butterfly house <coughs> you've got Mr. Tutu I believe you met yesterday I did yeah, yeah. it's great um, and he does a great he does a great job up there um, you've got the casino across the road which contains the um Beg your pardon, the Royal Model Railway Museum. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's uh, you know Cyril Fry Corner in there, a man who has put together who put together model railways from uh, really of every every railway that has ever okay. been in Ireland. You know. Um, so yeah, loads to do. Listen, absolutely. I mean, I could sit here all day, but I better let the other lads get a word in. Well, Tony, we had a chat earlier on this morning when I when I first arrived here, um, and it's a great, I suppose, testament to to you and to the family that to think that the premises that we're sitting in here in the rooftop this afternoon i mean like you mentioned in in not too far down the road it'll be in the family the guts of nearly 100 years yes andrea um, my grandfather bought here in 1937 and moved his son who was in his 20s straight in 
he came, my grandfather was in Park 8th Street, and that's obviously where my father and his seven siblings were born and raised. So they'd be very much a Dublin family. And uh, Malahide has been one of the jewels in the tourism crown, as uh, Declan has already mm. said for Fingal. But um, it's a, gone from a small fishing village right up to where it is today, a beautiful centre by the sea with fabulous castle, lovely marina, and great people in the area. We have a lovely village green there that acts as a centre and a hub, and uh, the use of the castle has been extraordinary since we were children when people only worked up there and you had to get a pass yeah. to go in there. Tell us about business, you know, here, yeah. right in the in the heart of Malahide. Yeah, I, I believe the business is driven by so many good restaurants and we have a fabulous hotel, very good pubs, very good clubs. The clubs have grown immensely, but uh, I really believe that we've so many good restaurants. It's a great village to walk around. It's always had tourism from Dublin and mm. the environs, but now it's tourism from everywhere in the world. Yeah. As you see by the Americans being over today. Yeah, fantastic. You know, celebrating Ju- Ju- the July the 4th. You know. um, for you, Oliver, like you're, I suppose you're, you're you know, in, in multiple different, or involved in, in multiple different um, restaurants and, and, and businesses around the area, but what's it like in the food business, you know, here at the moment? Um, Malahide, I'm trading here in Malahide and Bon Appetit originally 17 years ago we opened um, it was Bon Appetit for 17 years before I took over so it's right, a legacy yeah, restaurant now yeah. 35 years here in the village um, trade has always been very good very consistent the community and the Malahide surrounding area at Malahide and, and, and far afield is, it's, it's brilliant because Malahide is the centre of I believe North County Dublin um, so it's a huge catchment area that all pull into it because of the hospitality because the collection mm. of bars collection of restaurants people like to go to an area where they can you know they could potentially bar hop they could potentially you know go walk well, up it's to a restaurant it's got a nightlife I mean yeah, you, you, you walk could come here and spend a day you, you know if it's full you, there's an own one next door so it's such a concentration um, and the diversification of food available from ethnic restaurants yeah. to all across different European restaurants to steakhouses tapas bars you name it it's all here so it's a one stop shop for people so, going out and that's what I'm interested in because the food the food business is is a it's a hard business you know to, to be in it's a hard business to get right and yet I come into Malahide this morning and I just remarked when I was walking around the number of restaurants over the years that I've, I've been to Kathmandu and uh, Kajal I've been to, to Bon Appetit over the years as well but like there's a there's a real array there's a big offering here yeah. so they're doing something right yeah and I think that's part of the secret why it, it, it all works you know if all the restaurants were the same it wouldn't be as good but the, the diversification is huge I think I think there's over 30 different uh, food and beverage outlets in Malahide at the last figure someone gave me yeah. and I went around and counted but I know from living here and going out like you know it's, it's brilliant it's a, it's a great amenity available to us I don't want to focus too much on the negatives but I suppose Tony you, you know better than anyone the um, you know the the challenges that you know you, you often have in, in the uh, in the pub business even staff staff retention like uh, is it are they the kind of challenges that you face I think everybody was a bit worried when recession came and COVID followed Celtic Tiger Demise followed by COVID mm. and a lack of staff and people getting offered better jobs and good luck to people to, yeah. you know, to, you know, move themselves forward. But um, the reality is it's starting to come back again. And uh, the restaurants, the bars, the service industry business, the, the tourism 
that's all it been co coming back. And I, I believe it's been driven mostly by tourism, that there's great going out of Dublin people again and that. But tourism seems to be the big driver. Mm. And uh, people are now again seeing that this is a job worth doing. And as recently as today, I got something in from the Lyson Vintners for the new courses for this year in Cottlebrough Street for all the young people that want to make this a career. Yeah. And I strongly urge them that if they like the business, it's a great career. In terms of the, the supports, I suppose, that the council um, and other you know, stakeholders and agencies can offer, I mean, how much of a priority is tourism? It's a huge priority for Fingal. Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned, we've, um, beg your pardon, we're just in the process of finalising our strategy for the next uh, number of years. But we're also, because food is so important within Fingal, you know, Fingal is essentially the breadbasket of, of Dublin. Um, you know, we've got a great agri-food agri um, history. We've also, we're also doubling down on that and we've come up with a, we're finalising our Fingal food policy at the moment as well, um, which will look to support the industries and, the, uh, and, and everybody else involved, uh, I suppose, where we see our role is primarily uh, enablement. You know, we're looking to, these guys do great work um, and all we can really do is give them the frameworks and the supports that they need to, to move forward. So, you know, we're trying to put in place, for example, we launched last year the Fingal Food Network, which is um, a collaborative model, I beg your pardon, that allows people from the area who are working within food to come together and to kind of share best practice and to understand the opportunities that are available. Yeah. You know, we work on skills strategies and things like that. Um, we talk about outdoor dining, you know, various other things like that that we're, that we're looking to, uh, to help everybody with. I mean, we've just finished, uh, we, we, thought we spoke about the, uh, co sorry, the concert series. Mm. However, we've also just finished uh, on Sunday, you know, we had Flavours of Fingal, you know, 90,000 people, uh, upper, uh, we're still waiting on the final figures, but typically we get, you know, 80 to 90,000 people over a weekend yeah. in Newbridge House who come out and there's, it's everything food and it's everything Fingal. And, you know, that I think hopefully helps uh, show the importance of uh, of that to, to the area. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, I mean, you, you can't but remark when you arrived this morning, even as we were walking in here, Tony to Gibney's, um, the number of outdoor, you know, table, chairs, I suppose it's part of kind of a pedestrianisation. Is, is, that, is that good for business? What's your view on that? Yeah, I believe, you know, it, it affects businesses in a positive way. You know, there'll always be some business it doesn't suit if it's taking up uh, drive-through situations. But not, yeah, 80, 90 percent, it's, it's very positive. And what it does do is it gives a great ambience. And uh, where it might be good for our off-trade business, it's very good for our bar business, for our burgers, for our food offering. So it's, it's overall, it's, I think it's positive for the area. Fingal will tell you the footfall. The figures are huge. It's bringing more people mm. to Malahide. Well, what about you, Oliver? Do you think it, it, it adds, like, the you know, and that's, maybe that's a kind of a post-COVID legacy that, you know, the embracing the, the um, areas beyond restaurants yeah. and pubs and allowing for, you know, pedestrianisation, I suppose, yeah. for more tables and chairs. Is it a I, good thing? I think it's been very positive. Um, uh, I smiled when you said it, don't mention the war, because I know there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's people, people in Malahide who disagree. But um, for me, from someone who lives in Malahide, it's fantastic. I mean, the buzz in the village has completely changed since the pedestrianisation of, of, of the streets outside. You just have to come out any weekend, you have nice weather, people sitting outside. Mm. It's like living in a holiday destination. And as a result of that, the amount of people who are coming into Malahide at the weekend has 
increased tenfold. So um, I just think overall it's it's fantastic. It's really really good. I think um, it would be great if there was if the in my own opinion I'd yeah. love to see the outside premises all turning into more permanent structures and being allowed to build permanent structures so it could look high end and really classy as opposed to the sporadic just furniture yeah. lying on streets due to the restrictions at the moment. But um, overall it's 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 a great move. Positive, yeah. Like what is I suppose the strategy there, Declan? Is it is it you know and and, and to be fair and Oliver's right I suppose you got to get the balance right mm-hmm. you know for for other businesses um for locals too you know residing in the area so how do you strike that balance well i mean that's something that's been done at the moment it's out to consultation uh, particularly here in malahide i mean uh, as everybody has said you know uh, new street is currently uh, pedestrianized temporarily um that's current that's currently looking at potentially um making that permanent but that's something that needs to consider everybody's view so i wouldn't like to kind of uh Pre, uh, what's we're looking for? Prejudge anything yeah, or to get ahead yeah, of anything? Yeah. Uh, exactly, predetermine anything. So, look, there is a there's a robust consultation process in place that's been gone through at the moment. We'll see what the results of that are, and whatever whatever uh, beg your pardon uh, is appropriate, we will then uh, look to uh, implement a beg yeah. your pardon. But I think to the to the, to the lad's point, um, there are huge benefits. We know that. Uh, we just need to marry those or temper those with the uh, with the. Um, beg your pardon, concerns of others. Yeah. So. And, and, and just when you, when you talked about the events and that happening and yeah. gigs up at, at Malahide Castle, I have a text in from a listener who just says, look, the events are, are great, they're huge, but I'm wondering, is enough being done to protect residents? I find the traffic and the noise can be quite intense mm-hmm. when the gigs are, are ongoing. So we have a very, very, very robust event management plan. You know, we obviously treat, uh, beg your pardon, uh, local residents' concerns very seriously. Um, <clears throat> for example, in terms of noise, you know, we're constantly monitoring the, the noise levels. We have robust traffic management plans we work and we work with the NTA with the Gardaí with everybody else to ensure that everybody gets in and out safely with the minimum amount of disruption to the local area um, and you know having attended a number of the uh, concerts myself uh, I can say you know it's been very it's been uh, very excuse me very po- generally very positive mm-hmm. you know obviously there will at times be minor issues um, and we just have to manage those and we have as I say risk mitigation uh, plans in place to enable us to do that and so thankfully you know the feedback has been Extremely positive. We've had uh, about 200,000 people uh, through Malahide for the concerts. I think it was about 25,000, sorry, 25,000, seven concerts, so 175,000 yeah. people uh, over the course of seven nights um, and really no major incidents. You know, and I think that speaks to the professionalism of our, of our events team and of the uh, and all of all the stakeholders involved. A text in from a listener um, wondering, Oliver, what do you does Oliver have any concerns in the future around staffing within the hospitality sector? Uh, there have been a number of places that have been shut down in recent months uh, because can't get enough staff. Like, how do we try and get more people into the industry? Um, I. I yeah, I suppose in Malahide in particular, um, I find it difficult um, as opposed to city centre venues that I have. Um, and the reason being is because, quite simply, we're, we're in the restaurant industry. I, I'm primarily nighttime. I only open daytime during the weekends. So, therefore, you're finishing at night and sometimes you're finishing up midnight the last dark leave in Malahide is half 11. So, if they're not living local, it's hard to go home. And obviously, when you're in the hospitality industry mm. let's say your part-time waiter or whatever the case may be is you don't want to be getting taxis home so that's kind of a challenge um but overall the hospitality industry 
I don't see it any harder than it ever was before. Yeah. Um, to, be, to be honest, I'm a long time in the game yeah. now. There was always a kind of short and staff. You just have to go out and look a little bit harder. You know, it's not the same as a, you can't just put an ad up and if no one comes knocking on your door, that's it, yeah. give up. But there is people out there looking for work. But it would be, it's a great option for people in the vicinity from like North County, Dublin, from Swords, Lusk, Rush, like you are now commuting into town all the time. Mm. You know, chefs, waiters, bar staff, where like it's a, right on your doorstep, Malahide. And it has the same buzz as the city centre. Um, so it would be a great if like I commuted my whole life as a young chef yeah. all into the city centre city centre city centre um, I'm, I was from Glasnevin when I wasn't from Malahide originally but like to have it here I mean it's brilliant yeah a text in to Tony from, from a listener who says Gibneys is a great pub I day two of my wedding there recently with some crack uh-huh. <laughs> says this listener um, I would, an interesting chat earlier you were telling me that um, Gibneys is going international yeah, we're fortunate enough. Well, we went international a few years ago when we opened in London in Shoreditch. And uh, that's with Richard Corrigan, the chef, and John Nugent, a great uh, member of the trade, that did his uh, college in Cattlebrough Street and is very successful. Yeah, but you're going London. further afield. Yes, we're going to New York. And so we have two projects there, one in Midtown, one in the West Village. We expect them to be op- up and running in September. Uh, it's going to be interesting, like uh, an awful lot of our staff that were trained here and that moved to America in that time. So one or two of the people that worked with us before are getting involved. Mm. And uh, as we say, we have 100 young people working here every week in Gibney's uh, 40% full-time, yeah. 60% part-time. It's a busy spot. A lot of them will, will go to America on J1s, etc., etc. So... It's, it's ideal to keep that buzz keep going. Staff, yeah. And it also brings young, fresh people through all the time. Yeah. So that's how we replenish I think to Tony's point, I mean, I've, I've actually, I've called Brewer Street myself. Um, so uh, one thing I know is that it's massively transferable, that skill set. Yeah. You know, to your point, if you go, you know, wherever you go, be it States, be it wherever, hospitality, you'll never be out of a job. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, it's been a pleasure to, to chat to you all today and I really appreciate your time. I know you're, you're, you're busy people in the industries you're in. So Tony Gibney, thanks a million for, for Thank hosting you, here today, yeah, we'll definitely get some of those hot dogs after after the show as well. Don't forget the G burger, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Oliver Dunn, um, of course, too, owner of restaurants Bon Appetit and uh, Ribeye Steakhouse, and Declan Power as well, um, senior executive officer for tourism development for Fingal Council. Declan, thanks a million for joining us on the program today. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.